previously on the Design of Experience. In a never-before-heard excerpt cut from the end of Episode 7, Emily tries to accuse me of losing focus on the topic. Okay, maybe I was. But I was fascinated by the sales approach taken by our new friend, the District Manager of ADP HRO Solutions, Joe Shangalini. In this episode, after rejoining my originally recorded story, we meet Joe and learn some eminently transferable principles for developing business and relationships. In the original story, I call him Creepy Mike. Besides the fact that his name is actually Joe, it turns out he isn't creepy at all. Join me, Matt, and Creepy Joe as we learn why we, 15-4, switched and became an ADP customer based on an experience that started as a cold snail mail in an ugly green envelope. I wasn't losing focus. I was actually looking for a an email. Anyway, this here's the story. I got, yeah, I got a piece of snail mail last week, and it's like, "Hey, Steve, I'm Mike so and so with ADP," and you know, thought I'd write you a snail mail letter because let's be honest, when's the last time you got to open a letter? And I read it. And he said, hey, I'd love to maybe meet with you and see if I can help you with your HR and business processes. I'm like, nah. But good job, dude. You got mm-hmm. me to open and read your letter. I'm impressed. I'm in sales. I get how hard that is. So I tossed it in the trash. Next day, I get an email follow-up. Hey, I'm Mike, the weird guy that sent that snail mail to your office. Oh, wow. Um, just wanted to follow up an email, see if we could carve out 30 minutes to talk. I'm like, hmm, good job, dude. I'm, I'm impressed with your... Your uh, customer up. touches here. Didn't answer. Didn't respond to his email. Mm-hmm. Today I walk out of a meeting, and there's a guy standing there who... <laughs> no. Allie let him in. It's fine. He went to my desk. She showed him my desk. He put down another a card and a bottle of wine. <laughs> This is sounding creepy, but it wasn't at all. <laughs> and I, he's like, hey, Steve, I just wanted to come in and shake your hand. My name is Mike. I'm the ADP guy. I would love to carve out a 30 minutes with your, you know, on your schedule, not next week or, you know, but in a couple of weeks. Left a bottle of wine on your desk. I'm like, thanks. I'll take it. And, you know, shook his hand. I, I don't know. It and, wasn't weird. And I'm, tonight when you get home, he's going to be in your backyard flipping burgers. He'll be like, hey, Steve, just thought I'd, you know, drop by and make dinner for you. <laughs> I'm trying to give the guy a free commercial. If I yeah. had his last name, I would give it to you. If we, Maybe we'll put it in the show notes because I'm going to find it's him on LinkedIn impressive. and I'm going to give him a shout out. I'm like, yeah. dude, we probably don't need ADP because we're taken care of with our payroll service. Mm. But good job. Personal letter mm-hmm. email then a, then shows up at our office with, with a, a gift mm-hmm. it was you know he's that's creating pretty, an experience he created he yeah he created an experience that provided did that the, was that on topic i don't think so but oh, i was gonna let you record it anyway i think it's fine it's, <laughs> you're talking about an experience that he created on your behalf does adp so, have and a now i want to be part of this tribe <laughs> yeah you want it yep and guess what you will be He's going to be at home <laughs> flipping burgers when yep, I get there. Mixing drinks for you. <laughs> so that actually happened a few months back. 
this person who we refer to in the story, we, we, we jokingly started calling him Creepy Mike, and then I went back to the emails and realized his name is actually Joe. It's not Mike, so our bad. It's not Creepy Mike. It's Creepy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the fact is he's not creepy at all. And uh, his approach was so refreshing to me as a, you know, somebody who does get pitched by a number of salespeople that I thought, you know what, I want to give this guy a meeting. So I told Peter Veselkiv and Jen Espinoza, who, who are, you know, they're, try- they're handling these kinds of matters. I said, let's give this guy a meeting and hear his pitch. And fast forward a few months, we became a customer. And so we want to tell the story today. It's, it's why we made this switch over to ADP uh, for payroll and HR. We're not trying to do a big ADP commercial, but you guys know on this podcast, we do mention the brands that we work with. We, we are critical of the brands that we don't agree with and we name them. And so, hey, ADP did something great. One of their uh, people is uh, right here with us now in the studio. We have Creepy Joe. Creepy Joe in the building. Woo-hoo! And wow. uh, he's actually not creepy, but he doesn't mind it. When we call him Creepy Joe. I've been called much worse. That's it is it is nice to know that I was actually invited in this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that helps. He, yeah, that's right. He, he, <laughs> did, he didn't have to push his way in the building. Um, it was funny. I actually, I kind of walked out of the conference room. We had an intern. I don't know if you know if that was an intern or not, but Allie, okay. no offense, she's probably listening. Shout out, Allie. We love you. Hey. Allie, you know, it's like, oh, he wants to meet Steve. Okay. And so there was no vetting or anything. I just literally walked out of the conference room, and this guy was standing there to shake my hand, which we we shook. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, greeted each other. Yep. And I'm like, and he's like, "There's a bottle of wine on your desk." I'm like, "All right, that's cool." And uh, that was kind of that. Yeah. Um, so I will tell you that um, just just for our listeners, I got a I got a green envelope, a snail mail, from this guy. I don't think I even finished reading it. I might have read most of the way through because you have to open a hand-addressed envelope, right, Matt? Yeah. How many of those do you get now? I got one last week, side side note. Um, I I did this talk at Loyola uh, of Maryland with uh, some digital media students, and I got an email from one of the students. I was like, yeah, cool, awesome. And then a couple days later, handwritten note. Hmm. I was like, oh, big who, time. Who does that anymore? That's yeah, how, Joe. How much actual, not junk mail, but like real snail mail, handwritten stuff? Do you get at home? Not a lot. I mean, maybe a wedding every once in a while, but outside of a wedding, never. So, how did you come up to? How did you come up with the idea of your first touch with a prospect being a handwritten? email, uh, excuse me, a handwritten snail mail and yeah. in, as you describe it, an ugly green yeah. envelope. That's right. So it's, I mean, and I can't take full credit for this, you know, as, as somebody that's in sales and in, in, in this day and age, it's the beauty of it is it's so easy to contact people, but that's, that's a double-edged sword because I'm sure Steve, as the CEO of 15.4, you get a hundred emails a day from salespeople like me trying to get in the door. So um, I always think of those emails, those generic emails, those cold calls, the voicemails. Those are just white dots, you know, in a in a in a in a, in a C. Um, so I try to do everything I can to be a big red X in that sea of white dots. Mm. Um, and I can't take credit for that theory. I, I subscribe to uh, shout out to Josh Braun out there. Um, he's a uh, you know he's 
a quote unquote sales coach that I follow on LinkedIn. Um, so I get a lot of my I get a lot of ideas from him, and I source a lot of ideas from from other LinkedIn um, people because, you know. Who am I to say I'm, I'm done learning or, or, or done growing? So and we'll, we'll uh, put Josh in the show notes. Maybe somebody else can benefit from yeah, from his yeah. content. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so sub- subscribe to that theory, and then really just trying to make 50 cold calls a day, and just just like banging your head against a, uh, a cement wall. Um, so I was like, well, I, I got to change it up. What's going to get opened? Um, and I and I. I thought about, okay, well, I'm going to send, send them a letter. Okay, well, I have to handwrite the letter um, because it's got to get past the gatekeeper somehow. So I'll handwrite the letter out. My handwriting, unfortunately, looks like a five-year-old, but that might benefit me in this situation. Um, and, and Just out of morbid curiosity, yeah, somebody yeah. picks it up and opens it. Exactly. And then, uh, and then hand stamp it is critical, too, because, you know, to me, if it's, you know, if it's marked with a big, ugly red mark, you know, they're just going to think it's automatically processed or yep. something like that. I actually tried this recently with a deal uh, we have going, and um, I've been chasing this deal, and the guy's ghosting me. And so I thought, okay, sometimes you need to – here's another pro tip. Sometimes you need to give the prospect an opportunity to break up with you easily, and at least you'll get a response like, hey, so-and-so, it seems like maybe timing isn't right for you. Like, from what I can tell, we're not talking right now. Mm-hmm. We had several good calls. We have a deal in front of you. You know, let me know when a good time to reach out. Or, you know, if timing isn't good or if your needs have changed, that's cool. And so I, I hand wrote, I took a page from Creepy Joe, hand wrote a letter. I sent it. And I, I, I never heard back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, wait, I, wait, wait. What color was the envelope? It was a 15-4 uh, stationary, so I thought, come on, it's got my handwriting on the yeah, front. Yeah. How do you resist that, bro? I'm pretty sure he opened it, Yeah, but I don't know. That's the only thing about snail mail. You can't check open rates. That's right. Well, <laughs> so next chapter, uh, I read this ugly green envelope with a card inside or, you know, handwritten. Uh, toss it in the trash. The next day or two, mm-hmm. I got an email from, from Joe. And uh, I'll, I'll just read you a couple of lines. And honestly, to be to be honest, I don't think I've. I'm pretty sure I didn't finish the email. I just like, huh? Sure. Oh, okay. He's the guy that sent the green envelope. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. Good, and good on you. And I forward it. Go ahead. And and on that note, it's um, somebody once told me it's it's not really not really about the messaging that matters it's about the consistency and the and the the amount of touches that matters Mm. um you know somebody once told me it doesn't matter if you drop off a bottle of wine with your business card or a chinese food menu with your business card or you know we all as sales oh it matters (laughs) wine (laughs) is better (laughs) well maybe bad example but as salespeople, you know we we spend so much time trying to craft the perfect email and making sure it's formatted so correctly and but that's less important than the actual consistency of doing it and just your name being registered in the CEO's brain at the yeah. time. Yeah, so I, I, you know, probably didn't finish the email. And then, you know, my next contact was you being here mm-hmm. and a bottle of wine. So then I backtracked. I was like, okay, that was interesting. I got a bottle of wine on my desk. I just met this guy. I went back, found your email. I said, Steve, I'm following up from the letter in the ugly green envelope I sent you last week. If you didn't get the letter, this email may seem very odd. Do let me know if you didn't, and I'll explain myself. Then he says, I'll admit Rushmore is a decent Wes Anderson movie. So I'm thinking, oh, 
Oh. He, he read my bio on the web. Yeah. He knows I'm a Wes Anderson fan. And then he, you know, just a couple pithy things. Let's call a spade a spade. My goal is to we- meet with you and see if there are any inefficiencies in your process. He goes on to c- explain a couple benefits of mm-hmm. the service. And then he says, I understand my biggest competitor is the status quo. Nobody likes change. That's, a, that's something from a sales approach called power messaging designed mm-hmm. by a company called Corporate Visions. We're c- familiar with that and the su- challenger model and some other, some other stuff. So I'm like, okay, I like this guy. And he said, I plan on stopping by this week to introduce myself. If you're around to shake my hand, great. If not, I'll leave the bottle of wine at the front and follow up with you at the end of the week. So unique uh, to me anyway, mm-hmm. um, kind of a you know multiple touch led to a meeting, which led to another meeting, which led to us actually buying the services because they saved us about a thousand bucks a month, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, you said a red X on a sea of white dots. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to have, there's got to be some limits to that. Like if you had showed up wearing one of those green dollar suits from Walmart, <laughs> yeah. then I might have kind of, that might have been the end of it. You would have definitely been a red X. That's right. But not a credible one. That's right. And so what, how do, you know, in your process, where do you kind of learn how to discern Okay, I'm just going to show up. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, in, in a perfect world, when I drop by with a bottle of wine, I don't want to tick off the CEO of a company and interrupt his day from, you know, when somebody knocks at my house and tries to sell me a new roof, I'm a little bit ticked off. Right. Um, but I just, I, so when I, when I show up at a, at a CEO's doorstep or the company's doorstep, in a perfect world, I leave the bottle of wine at the front, leave, you know, the other green envelope with the note in the front. Um, and then I'll follow up with Steve with a, you know, with a witty email or, or a phone call afterwards. Um, but Steve got to me first because, you know, it worked out. Right. Um, I try to humanize the approach, right? If every other salesperson that reaches out to you says, hey, I can, uh, I can sell you this widget and it'll help, help your bottom line by 3% year over year. I mean, your BS meter kind of goes off, you know, when you read that message and it goes right to junk mail. So with all my messaging, even if you didn't reach back out to me, I would have called you the next day and then followed that up with an email saying, hey, I'm starting to wonder if being persistent and annoying is really just the same thing. You know, if you see any value in, in, what, I've, in what I've sent to you, do you have half an hour next week? So where I draw the line, it's it, I still want to be professional, but I want to you know I want to humanize the experience because mm-hmm. there is a brand that I represent. ADP is a big brand out there that I represent, so I can only go so far. Um, but I you know it's, you're right though. There's a fine line between humanizing it and staying professional, and I like I like to think I I toe that line very well, and you know and I, I remain professional. In yeah, my absolutely. Oh, good question though. Uh, has it ever gone horribly wrong? This approach. Um, horribly wrong. That's a little harsh, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. People, I, people calling the police. And well, not calling the police. Heck no. But um, escorted out of the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, there was one person that sent me a nasty email reply. Right. To, but you know, yeah. it's, it happens. It yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be ready for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So that's the worst is a nasty email. That's the worst I get. Yeah, it's a nasty. Okay. Email, which right. you know, one of the things that that salespeople are trained in is you know, if you you want to get to know as quickly as you can if there's not a if there's not a possibility of yes right. like save your time and energy so how many touches does does somebody just all they do is politely ask you not to email them back or 
how many touches before you say, okay, this this is a dead one. I'm not I'm not going to pursue this. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. The most of the emails that and to you what you alluded to, Matt, is there's some people that you know you just tick off just to tick off. You can't please the world, and right. those are going to happen. Um, but the majority of people that turn down my meetings, it's 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 after I send the persistent or uh, persistent versus annoying email. Yeah. Um, and they replied to me. They said, hey, Joe, not annoying at all. You're very persistent. I really appreciate the approach. It's different. It's unique. There's just really not a need right now. Fo- you know, follow up with me in three months, six months to see if there's a need. Um, but really, after about like after about the, the 10th or 11th touch, I'll put them on the back burner. And then maybe a mm-hmm. few months down the road, I'll kind of recycle through them with a kind of a different approach. Maybe I won't drop off a bottle of wine. Maybe I'll send them. A UPS package with you know with a live toad. Yeah, inside. yeah, no, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, so I typically you know, typically get yeses after the sixth or seventh touch, um, but I'll run them through about ten or eleven touches before I kind of put them on the back burner mm-hmm. and, and on, on to the next one. Are you doing all of this manually, or are you using some kind of CRM system with a, like a drip marketing? Campaign? I would be surprised if you don't if you're not using a CRM. So we do have a uh, we we do have a CRM system. Yep. And if ADP's listening to me, yes, I use the CRM system. Of course, <laughs> yeah. We're not trying to get you into trouble. Um, I found myself better organized on an Excel spreadsheet. Sure. So yeah. I track everything on an Excel spreadsheet: how many touches, what touches, yep. um, and and then and then I also track. Okay, when did I get the meeting, or when did they tell me I'm not interested? Yeah, and I think. Um, you know, we get emails all the time, and it's very clearly just a drip mm-hmm. campaign, you know. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, that's easy to ignore. But your approach of taking a mixture of that and then also a personalized touch is highly effective because people can perceive that. You Absolutely. Can't, you can't put in individual notes saying, oh, hey, Steve, I agree, Rushmore was pretty great. Right. Um, you know, so I think that's yeah. amazing. And I would say, um, you know, note to all of you out there who get hammered with, with emails. I mean, I think most people are kind of like Joe. They just want to know if there's a live person on the end. And th- Now, there is phishing and there's spam and all that. I'm not taking right. I mean, uh, we, none of us like that. Right. Well, when someone takes an extra step to actually personalize a little bit, mm-hmm. which you did, you didn't just set because here's – I'll get a lot. Dear Steve – um, I saw your website and your work looks really great. I think there might be opportunities for us to work together. I'm like, wah, wah. Right. You know, and then if you say I'm not interested and they say you're not interested in saving money. Right. Then it's like double wah, wah. The your BS, BS meter, meter goes off. Yeah. 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 And so I, I think um, I'm always, you know, it's always a toss up whether, you know, if I do respond for real. Am mm-hmm. I just going to get a, you know, am I going to be like, ooh, they got a lot, we got a live one here. Right. Or are they going to courteously, you know, respect that I've said timing's not right, need isn't there. Um, you know, in fact, it's I've gotten pitched by, there's another, you might know the person, but there's an ADP person that keeps emailing me. And I'm like, sorry, you're too late. We're already a customer. <laughs> Do you guys know about Bant in, this, yes. in, the, in the world of sales? Mm-hmm. Bant, B-A-N-T. Yeah, but remind me. The four it, things you need yes. in order to close a deal. Anybody want to jump in or should I just jump in? There's got to be budget. So you want somebody, there's got to be four things. There right. has to be budget for what you're selling. Authority. The authority. person has to have the authority to make the decision. 
Mm-hmm. There has to be an actual need. Yeah. And the timing has to be right. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're doing the power messaging approach and you're, you're really fighting the status quo, you're not really coming in saying how great you are. You're saying how important it is that, that you change. Maybe you'd want to refine that. You know, I don't think I said it that well. But for us, uh, we didn't have a need. And in our minds, timing, you know, we, we weren't feeling like sure. it was the time to make a change. But I think what you convinced us, even in a simple, you know, it's for us it's about more than money, saving money. But when you can save a lot of money mm-hmm. and, you, and you feel like maybe there's an opportunity to have a better product, then you start to feel maybe there's something wrong if I don't sure. do this. Right. Yeah, and I mean, we, we you know we try to be as consultative as possible. That's why you know I, I never go into a meeting and then say, okay, well here's here's the here's the platform you want, and right. here's the amount. You ready to sign? It's no. You have a meeting. You ask a, a series of questions, and if there's a need, I'll, I'll I want to come back and, and show you what that looks like. And you know, in, in this case, we we were able to do it better. We fix what's broken and save your budget at the same time. It kind of turns into a to a no brainer in this yep. case, right? Yeah. And I was the one with the authority. Mm. Um, (laughs) uh, A couple things that these guys did right, and I wanted to just point them out because I think this stuff is transferable to anybody who's in sales. And if you're not in sales, you know, it's not an easy life. Um, We have to do enough business development here. It's It's always a knife fight. You know, it's Mm -hmm. always, it can be hand-to-hand combat. Um, it's, it's two violent images, but yeah, let's, be, <laughs> let's be honest, it's, it can get bloody out there. Yeah. There's a third for you. Um, but, you know, if you're not pushing and asking for business, you're not going to get it. And um, so I've kind of become a little fascinated with the plight of salespeople. I used to have a rule that anybody that came to the front door, I would give them like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Just, I'll, I'm going to give everybody. F- I, I quit doing that. <laughs> right. Um, because it's rarely just five minutes, and people, I found that most people didn't respect that. If well, I said a, that up front, it's like, well, what if you have a 13-minute pitch? Right. Yeah. Well, there's a group chat us local salespeople have. You know, we, it's an it's a iMessage chat, and you know, your name was going around, hey, Steve's giving you five minutes. So we all just started coming. <laughs> yeah, <together>. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, so a couple things. First of all, Joe, uh, when he reached out the first time, there was a basic knowledge of our industry. I mean, he, he knew the business we were in. Um, and so that was, you know, okay, a good. It's not just completely, you know. Uh, Blanket messaging. Yeah, exactly. Um, the second thing was uh, he made it personal. I mean, he took time to go on our site, read my bio, find out I love Wes Anderson films. and Full disclosure, no idea who Wes Anderson is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a uh, he's a film director and uh, he, he makes a quirky. Well, now um, I owe it to you to go watch Rushmore. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Rushmore is a classic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing! Yes. Um, it's yeah. probably no Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about that. Uh, okay, now it's getting creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, um, let's focus here, guys. Okay, thank you, thank on. you. Uh, he made it personally. Read my bio. Um, three. He reached out through more than one format. We got. Uh, you know, a snail mail. And then we had an email that referred to this to the ugly green envelope snail mail. And it's hard to miss an ugly green envelope sitting on your desk, even if it went straight in the trash. I might have been tempted to go dig it out and say, huh, 
okay, maybe I should have read that. Maybe there was a $5 bill inside. I don't know. Um, and you then, didn't get the $5 bill? No, I didn't. Oh, Somebody man. opened it. Yeah. Somebody steamed it open. Oh, that's the worst. The fourth thing, and we've talked about this in a previous episode, he gave us something for free. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. First of all, uh, just a gift, a bottle of wine, which is nice. We, we, we drank it, I think, probably that Friday. We usually have a little bit of a loosely defined happy hour on a Friday. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody, nobody was poisoned. It was good. <laughs> um, I don't know how many, you know, we, it was. So you think. <laughs> so we think it's a lot, it takes time. How many bottles of wine do you have to carry in your trunk? Uh, about a case a week. Okay. Yeah, about a case a week. All right. Yeah. Nice. So he gave us something for free, but then he also, beyond that, the, the first, we sort of got a free consultation where, you know, there was an interview. They asked a lot of questions. They actually did a little bit of digging. I'm sure that a lot of the uh, presentation they brought in was boilerplate, but enough of it was personalized that we kind of got a little free consult and we had an idea at you know what we were looking at in terms of what our needs were so that's something we've said on previous pod give give away your services like give people a taste let them begin to experience your consultative relationship absolutely um and then you know he actually showed up that's point five you have to show up Mm -hmm. you know you're not getting if you're not getting the reps in that's right you're not closing deals you're not getting you know so Around here, we'll sometimes measure each other by, like, how many meetings are you getting? It's, right. you know, how many times are you actually showing up? That's right. Absolutely. And and I remember coming into here, and I almost didn't come in because, oh, uh, they have a buzzer at the front door to even get in the, the front door before the front door. I'm never going to get in. And it's, you know, just have to – some days you want to go through, through the motions, but, you know, just show up. Yeah. It's, it's half the battle. Um, the last thing that I'll say is uh, as intentional as all of that – aforementioned activity is uh, he was not pushy it was not a high pressure sale and I don't know you know there's a difference between being intentional and persistent and actually pressuring people you know and it, it's all about style right I mean some people respond to that and some salespeople actually thrive in that moment of making somebody uncomfortable enough to have right. to make a decision yeah um, and there I, is definitely two different types of styles to that I'm I, I like to think of myself as the more laid-back guy, you know, mm-hmm. just be conversational, just kind of like we're doing now. But That reminds me, um, a co-worker, Dan Girding, today quoted an email he got, and he said, this is terrible copy. And it basically the gist of it was, if you have time and money to waste, sure, go hang out with our competitors. I mean, come on. Wow, you know, that's... It's pretty snarky. It pretty is Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good, but also yeah. kind of snarky. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I wonder how often that works. You yeah. Know, that kind of negative marketing. Right. You, know? you always wonder if that's the first time he sent that email, giving, right. it, giving it a go. Yeah. Or does yeah. that work for him every time? Yeah. yeah. It's good well, question. so speaking of that, I mean, have, what other strategies have you tried before this? And, you know, are you, are you hitting your numbers and... In yeah, that. yeah, it it, um, it 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 all revolves around the consistency. So the strategy, you know, the actual what I'm physical dropping, that may mix it up. I used to drop off scratch off tickets with, you know, some things are, are worth the gamble, but not your employees, and you know, drop off a lottery ticket. So, but the so the actual what I'm dropping and maybe tweaking the messaging a little bit, but. What's always been successful for me is just the consistency and really just trying to humanize 
the approach as much as possible. Mm-hmm. My goal is not to sound like the hundred other salespeople that are in your inbox. Um, so that that's that's really the, the the goal at the end of the day is, you know, I don't go down the street. I don't talk, I don't go home and talk to my wife and say, Hey, Kelly, you uh, you interested in, in improving our bottom line by four percent? It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, no. Do, do we do we really need to pay twelve bucks for Netflix? Okay, we might not need to. Let's do that. Oh. oh reducing Netflix will help our bottom line. I mean, nobody <laughs> talks like that, right, so I try really. so I try not to talk like that in real life. I try I to humanize it. it and you know, and and always thinking about I help X do Y. Just as just as simple as that. Make the messaging as simple as possible. It's good. We uh we actually something we've said, I don't know, half a dozen times in our 11 episodes so far is we want to do business the way we want to do life. Right, and that's just a good rule right. of thumb. And so, for me, that authenticity and you know that kind of humanity of it is is a, a starter for me. Like there, ha- that has to be there, and it's what we look for in our partnerships and in our clients. Is we want we want the opportunity to actually be in a relationship and and um, you know be partners in this together. And so, yeah. absolutely. And I would say just going back to early on in this conversation, you know, years ago, a bunch of us laughed because a a company came out with a product, which basically is a machine that will handwrite your notes for you. Mm -hmm. So you type it in, you send it to the machine, it writes it in a nice handwriting. That is exactly what we've been talking about. Fake authenticity. What you're doing is actual authenticity. Right. You know, and it makes all the difference. Um, All right. Let me just look here. I think we're, oh, Matt. I wanted you to talk about B2B2C a little bit Mm, and maybe see if Joe has thoughts on that. You know, B2B2C or B2H, basically it's just something that we've observed. We've always tried to influence companies to craft their messaging, the visuals, how they create a website to say, okay, in the old days, B2B meant selling products based on the features. Here's a copier. You get X pages per minute, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. You know, nowadays it's about saying this service, software, piece of hardware will solve X problem for you because we are human, you are human, and we like to solve problems. And it's more than just saying we'll solve your problems. It's really about crafting the language so that it's really in tune with how people speak, which is something you talked about. Mm -hmm. The other aspect of B2B to see your B2A H is that B2B marketing in the past didn't take risks. It was not as creative as B2C marketing. You know, I mean, think about brands like Apple. Think about brands like Volkswagen. Think about Farfignugan. It was an amazing campaign because they took a German word. It was funny. They knew Americans weren't going to get it, and they didn't at first. They were like, what the heck is this commercial about? But it worked spectacularly. Just a couple, a couple qualities that we've identified as being unique to this approach of marketing. One, it's human, something Joe said. Two, it takes risks. So you do something interesting conceptually, um, and you grab the user's attention. Um, it's mobile. So, you know, marketing has to be mobile. And I was just on a phone call an hour ago doing a design review with a client, and they said, well, how's it going to look on mobile? You know, I'm really concerned about that. Um, 
Well, it's so true. And even from a sales approach, when you send an email, yeah. chances are Steve, the CEO, is not going to read that on his computer. Right. He's going to read it on his cell phone. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, you know, and it solves problems. It's not about selling a service unless that service solves a problem. So that's what you did. You said, okay, I'm going to go in, do, do a little bit of a discussion, get to know what the pain points really are, and then craft a solution. Uh, that meets those needs. And then, you know, um, looking for a very holistic experience. It's more than the product, more than the service. It's the follow-up. It's the fact that you were willing to come in and be on a podcast with us. Now we're the that? creepy ones. You know? That's creepy right. Joe is now on our podcast. Yeah. Oh, the tables have so, turned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's a topic we've explored. We think it's very interesting. We see it happening everywhere. And when it does happen, those are the companies that we think are really excelling. Uh, when, when the, you know, companies come to us and we try and pitch that and they kind of are like, oh, interesting, but don't really execute on it. It just doesn't feel like it's going to work. Yeah. You know? And I think that a lot has changed in marketing, in sales over the last five years even probably even more changes every day so yeah and and even adp from a macro level we i mean we just launched a whole new rebranding uh from whatever it used to be to what are you working for Hmm. which is humanizing it all yep yep and you know we have commercials out there you know some you know somebody on on a factory line hey what what are you working for and he goes home to his family you know it's that, that's that's, awesome. that's the B to H part of it. That, yeah, I that hear the commercials about. on NPR at least once a day, mm-hmm. either morning or evening commute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so good. It's, it gets into the why. Yeah, absolutely. The customers' why. Yep. And um, yeah, why are why are we doing what we're doing? That's that's awesome. Yep. Um, great. Well, you know, when this happened a few months ago, we we vowed to return to it because our uh, podcast is called The Design of Experience, and we really are, you know, trying to dig in a little bit to the experiences that uh, consumers have, that businesses have when they're making buying decisions. And uh, we felt, Joe, that Joe did enough right in this that it was worth coming back to, certainly worth becoming a customer. So, I will let it go there unless anybody has any further thoughts from the heart, thoughts and feelings. No, no. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just think it was a great conversation. And Thanks for coming in, Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. No problem at all. We'll do it again, perhaps. That's we'll, right. we'll follow up if if things start to go wrong. Right. And we find out, oh, my gosh, this oh, yeah. portal sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to change my phone number soon. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, completely kidding. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. The Design of Experience is produced by 15.4, a creative agency located in Charm City, Baltimore, Maryland. Produced by Emily Wolf, engineered by Josh Frisch, with story and creative development by Matt DeVille and Steve Smallman.